This is Victoria of TheUnleashedHeart.com, and you're listening to Grieving Voices, a podcast for hurting hearts who desire to be heard, or anyone who wants to learn how to better support loved ones experiencing loss. As a 30-plus year griever and advanced grief recovery method specialist, I know how badly the conversation around grief needs to change. Through this podcast, I aim to educate grievers and non-grievers alike, spread hope, and inspire compassion toward those hurting. Lastly, by providing my heart with ears and this platform, grievers have the opportunity to share their wisdom and stories of loss and resiliency. How about we talk about grief like we talk about the weather? Let's get started. Thank you so much for lending me your ears this morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are and whatever time it is. It is my hope that you will find or have already found a spark of joy. At the time of this recording, I have taken myself on a retreat. I'm attending my first ever Women's Weekend Retreat, where I will learn new things, connect with others, and also hope to connect with my divine, higher consciousness self. I believe we all have a divine, higher consciousness self. It's more than our intuition. It's our spirit that yearns to be nurtured and listened to. It's also important that, as energy workers or therapists of all levels, that we take time to step away from our practices and daily obligations and do something that fills our cup, lights us up, and provides an opportunity to an experience and upgrade or up-leveling of our own consciousness. Helpers need help and support too. So if this is you, make yourself a priority, if even for a day. Everyone you you serve or nurture will be better for it, including you. And this is also true for caregivers of any kind. Recently, I was seated next to someone who reminded me of myself when I was in my 20s and 30s as far as where I was in my life and how I was feeling. As this person shared about themselves, I was reminded of all of the things I have found along my path of healing that have been stepping stones to the next thing. But you know, I wouldn't have known how helpful and healing those things were had I not followed my intuition when I was led to those things and gave them a shot. Early on in my personal development, which is really a lifetime exercise if you think about it, I felt like there was something wrong with me and that I was destined to feel like I was going out of my mind for the rest of my life. What I ended up discovering by following the breadcrumbs was that I needed to allow myself time to learn and the space to integrate what I was learning, which is really where the magic happens. I also learned that I needed support and that no amount of time sitting alone on my couch pondering my thoughts, would actually do anything to move the needle forward toward emotional wellness. Emotions have been both a blessing and a curse of my life. I feel deeply my own stuff, but I also feel the emotional energy of others too. Webster's Dictionary defines an empath as one who experiences the emotions of others, a person who has empathy for others. Empathy is the action of understanding, being aware of, being sensitive to, and vicariously experiencing the feelings, thoughts, and experience of another, of either the past or present, without having the feelings, thoughts, and experience fully communicated 
in an objectively explicit manner. Empathy happens to be my number one strength, confirmed through the UMAP assessment, which is perfect for my practice as an energy worker through Reiki and biofield tuning, and as a grief specialist working with grievers. Add in that I'm an INFP personality type via the Myers-Briggs assessment and a Pisces, and I've come to accept that the work I love to do was also probably my destiny. My childhood built me, just as your childhood built you. No matter what you've experienced, who you were as a child is staring back at you today as an adult. There are bits of us that we can't ever erase or change. We can't go back in time and there are no do-overs. However, we can transmute those experiences and the energy those experiences hold by allowing them to move through us so that reflection staring back at us feels more familiar, feels more like home. The last three guests on this podcast, Stephanie Sarens, Kira Wackett, and Ram Das, all have found their way back home to a sense of self that feels more whole, joyful, and peaceful. And for me, feeling peace has been my goal for as long as I can remember. To me, peace is the opposite of feeling as though something is wrong with me and I'm destined for lifelong suffering. There's an exhale I feel in just speaking the word peace out loud. The word itself feels soothing, doesn't it? Isn't it funny how our goals are never to be the angriest, most ashamed, saddest, or most bitter person on the block? And yet that's the baseline for so many of us in our day-to-day lives. It may not be outwardly and outright expressed, but it's there, whether in thought action or deed, and either towards ourselves or others? What if peace became the goal and the baseline? Ooh, that sounds like a home, city block, community, state, nation, and world transformed to me. How about to you? Well, guess what? A transformed world starts with each and every one of us. Because think about all the people you interact with on a daily basis. The postal worker, delivery person, co-workers, boss, neighbor, friend, spouse, children, bus driver. We all see a lot of people regularly. And we can either bring our feelings of anger, shame, sadness, bitterness, or any other emotion that is disrupting our ability to be kind to ourselves and others, Or we can bring the child in us who is curious, craves connection, and who doesn't judge. Sitting through the pain and suffering with support of others in a way that feels aligned for you is the best approach to emotional wellness. There is a lot to be said in being able to sit with yourself in contemplation and reflection. However, it is often through prompting questions that the biggest ahas are experienced. Because we are so close to our own stories, those better questions often do not occur to us naturally because we have our ego, with all of its judgment and internal storytelling, also in the mix. Stephanie's stepping stone to healing was Alcoholics Anonymous, but that's not where she stayed. She continued to follow the breadcrumbs, which led her to write specifically 
curated affirmations for clients, and later authored two books. Kira's Stepping Stone was therapy for an eating disorder that developed in college and lasted for eight years. However, because of excellence became a huge driver for her, in part because of her childhood experiences, becoming the therapist she wanted became another driver. Today, she assists clients from lived experience, but more importantly, from a state of peace within herself that never would have happened had she continued to carry shame and guilt. Finally, Ram Dass's stepping stone was therapy in conjunction with a self-paced online program for assisting him in processing his emotions. I believe men, in particular, are often left to the side when, as a parent, there is a death of a child. The man should be the man, the stoic pillar of strength. People often rush to the side of the mother to console and offer condolences, and I imagine for any father, that can feel like dismissal. And additionally, where certain expectations of how a father should respond to a child's death aren't far from people's minds. In truth, for all people, emotions, unexpressed, cause us to either implode or explode, resulting in dis-ease, further loss, more grief, and additional unnecessary suffering. Finding our way home to self is the journey we're all on in the physical plane, so that hopefully when our time is drawing near, we will have experienced a life well-lived, a life filled with joy, and more importantly, one of peace. So that's a wrap for this Takeaways and Reflections episode. Thank you for listening. If you are interested in learning more about the services I mentioned in today's episode, or if your curiosity has been piqued and you want to listen to Stephanie, Kira, or Ram Dass's episodes, all of the links can be found in the show notes or on my blog for this episode. And if you found this episode insightful, interesting, or helpful, I'd greatly appreciate you sharing it to the person you know or love you thought about as you listened. Until next time, remember, when you unleash your heart, you unleash your life. Much love. From my heart to yours, thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please share it, because sharing is caring. And until next time, give and share compassion by being a heart with ears. And if you're hurting, know that what you're feeling is normal and natural. Much love, my friend. Thank you.